Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 8th of September. An 18-year-old man has now been charged after that horror crash in Sydney's southwest that killed five teenagers. Our reporter, Sasha Barbagat, has the latest from Sydney. It's been a story that's broken hearts around the nation. Tash, three girls and two boys aged between 14 and 16 sadly died on Tuesday night when a ute hit a tree in Buxton. The driver, an 18-year-old man, survived the impact and was taken to hospital for mandatory testing. He was arrested yesterday and has now been charged with five counts of dangerous driving occasioning death. New South Wales Assistant Police Commissioner Brett McFadden has told Channel 10 the crash is a tragedy for such a tight-knit community. I think you can only imagine that's a devastating impact for that community. You may recall we've had the pandemic, but the Camden area has also experienced multiple floods and it's just another tragedy for that community to deal with. While this friend says she's devastated. You know, I could have got mum to pick him up. I could have prevented it. Now I don't know what to do. The accused has been refused bail and will appear in court today. To Queensland now and a woman is in a critical condition in hospital after a hit and run on the Gold Coast overnight. Police want to speak to the driver of a late model white Audi sedan with a black roof after the woman in her 60s was hit in Southport around 10.45pm last night. Meantime, a Brisbane father is also fighting for his life after crashing his e-scooter. As Rod McLeod reports from the Gold Coast, e-scooter riders are now being warned to be more responsible on our roads after a number of serious accidents. Thanks, Tash. In Queensland alone, at least eight people have been hospitalised following serious crashes involving the scooters just in the last week. Acting Sergeant Duncan Hill has this message for riders. We want them to slow down. We want them to pay attention to what they're doing wear a helmet and not get distracted by mobile phones and not be intoxicated by drinking. If people can ride to the conditions and not be distracted, then we shouldn't see the incidents that we are. Questions have been raised about e-scooter safety as the devices can be modified to go faster than the 25 kilometre per hour speed limiter and being extremely quiet, they also pose a serious hazard to unwary pedestrians. In other news this morning, a number of COVID-19 changes are coming into force across the country from midnight tonight. Health ministers have agreed to move from daily COVID number updates to a weekly format after tomorrow. But Steve Robson from the AMA is concerned about the changes, saying it indicates the COVID battle is over and that's simply not the case. This sends exactly the wrong message to Australians at exactly the wrong time. COVID is still killing Australians. It's still an extremely serious disease and not taking it seriously is the wrong way for health ministers to go. Meantime, masks will no longer be mandatory on domestic flights across Australia from tomorrow. National Cabinet made the decision to ease the rules last week, along with reducing isolation requirements from seven to five days. But Graham Turner from the Flight Centre says the rules are still confusing many airline passengers. It's been the case for some months now, of course, where flying into Australia you need to wear masks, flying out to another country that doesn't have the requirement, you don't have to wear them. So, you know, it's just um, a hodgepodge of uh, different rules. 
Lawyers for Wayne Carey are looking into whether he'll be able to sue Perth's Crown Casino on the grounds of discrimination. The former AFL player and commentator has been banned from all Crown venues for two years after a bag containing a white substance fell out of his pocket. The 51-year-old claims it was anti-inflammatory medication. He's set to speak publicly for the first time since the incident. And Australian politicians have gathered at Parliament House in Canberra overnight for the annual midwinter ball. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese posted a picture on his socials with his partner Jody Hayden on their way to the event, while Green Senator Sarah Hansen-Young used the opportunity to make a statement wearing a gown with a call to end gas and coal written on it. The black tie event raises money for charity. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Now, the Australian economy is stronger than expected. It sounds like good news, but on the other hand, that's bad news for inflation and also interest rates. That's right. Our economy grew by a bigger than expected 0.9% in the June quarter, taking annual growth to 3.6%. Now, this is way above our usual 2.25% growth rate. It's great news for job creation and business profits, but it will make the Reserve Bank worry about inflation. It could make it keep raising interest rates. The only plus is that most of the growth happened before the RBA started raising interest rates aggressively in June. And also, Peter, Australia's new treasurer, this is some good news as well, we all need it at the moment, has ruled out 15% of our wages are going to super. Yeah, right now we lose 10.5% of our wage to super, and by 2025, it will be 12%. However, Labor has always wanted to grow it uh, to something like 15%, but Treasurer Chalmers has been given the green light from the founders of compulsory super, XPM Keating and union boss Bill Kelty, to drop the 15% target. That's made life easier for Treasurer Chalmers and us as well. And after weeks of down days recently, the local stock market is expected to open up around 32 points higher with US market indexes also up overnight. What's behind that? Yeah, well, stock markets have been negative since the US central bank boss Jerome Powell talked tough about raising interest rates to kill off inflation. It's taken the US market down 8% and our market has lost 4.7% since he talked tough. This overnight positivity for stocks comes as the Fed Vice Chair, Lyle Brainard, effectively said the central bank in the US would be cautious about raising interest rates too high, and the market loved that. Thanks so much, Peter. Happy Thursday. Same to you. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. Nick Kyrgios, very disappointing, is out of the US Open, but gosh, his behaviour is not okay on the court. Oh, you think he was uh, smashing the racket after he lost that uh, five-setter to Karen Kachanoff yesterday? I actually think Tash shows that he cares. I reckon he's turned a corner. Clearly the best season of his career, uh, runner-up at Wimbledon, and then to make it to the quarterfinals of the US Open for the first time. Clearly there's some sort of injury issue there. He was uh, grabbing at his knee pretty early on at that match, and just just seemed to lack a little bit of energy. So to get through to five sets, I think that potentially we've seen Nick Kyrgios turn a corner and now looks like he'll have some time off and then uh, gear up for the Australian Open next year where there will be a lot more pressure on his shoulders now that he is performing. He's always had the game to win Grand Slams, but it's just above the shoulders where Nick, as uh, by his own admission, has let himself down. But yeah, no Australians left in the singles at the US Open, unfortunately. Isla Tomjanovic gone to Ons Jabeur, one of her good friends in straight sets yesterday as well. Just in some uh, golf news before... 
before we move on to the footy, Tash, Cam Smith and Mark Leishman have been snubbed from the President's Cup. Not unexpected, but this is one of the most prestigious tournaments in the world of golf. Of course, the pair joining the Live Series, so that's why they've been overlooked. Cam Davis, another Australian, is the surprise captain's pick. Adam Scott will play for the 10th time as well. Yeah, and the ARL boss, Peter Volandes, has defended the punishment dished out to a Panthers player over an assault charge. Yeah, Taylor May was found guilty of assault. The uh, NRL and the ARL uh, commission, which uh, Peter Volandes is the head of, gave him a two-match ban delayed until the start of next season so he can play in the finals. And Volandes is making no secret of the reason behind that. The most important person at the moment is the fan. Why penalise the Penrith fans of an indiscretion that the player did? The person that should be paying the penalty is the player and they will. Yeah, I mean, now you've got to be consistent with that, though. And uh, Manly owner and chair Scott Penn has hinted that Des Hasler may not just keep his job but also be offered an extension if he can demonstrate a succession plan for the future. So finding someone else, a highly rated assistant, to succeed him uh, in the years to come. Penn will discuss the future of Des Hasler today, which uh, the coach may reportedly not attend. And it's never boring also in the world of AFL. A former coach has knocked back an approach from the Bombers to apply for their vacant role, Brett. Yeah, Ross Lyon has previously coached the Dockers and Saints to multiple grand finals. He's described Essendon's turnover of senior coaches as like a rejected organ transplant. Matthew Knights, James Hurd, Mark Thompson, John Worsfold and Ben Rutten have come and gone since the departure of Kevin Sheedy 15 years ago. Lyon telling Triple M it just wasn't the right fit. But ultimately, I think you're right. You need absolute backing. And really on the surface, I didn't feel that that was probably possible. And coaches and players alike will be looking for a bigger slice of the AFL's pie following that new multi-billion dollar rights deal this week. Coaches Association Chief Alistair Nicholson has told Seven, coaches deserve more. We look after the players, you know, in a majority of cases really well. And I think with coaches, the sacrifice and the time in the game is more. And grassroots footy and, of course, a team in Tasmania, the other areas where some of that $4.5 billion will be spent, I think. Brett, thanks so much. Thank you, Tash. And we're being encouraged this Thursday to check in on our friends and loved ones for Are You OK Day today. CEO Catherine Newton says we all have an important role to play. This year's message is ask Are You OK, no qualifications needed. We can all play a role in supporting someone that we care about, whether that be a friend, a family member, a classmate or a close workmate. It's important that we recognise that we don't have to be an expert. And if you or someone you know needs help, you can also call Lifeline and that number is 131114. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.